0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smohm and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Yeah, welcome to Atlanta. All of a sudden, everybody has that. But first, I got a box.
2: Hey! <laughs> and I'm not looking
1: at you, CeCe, and I'm not looking at Me? Me? Pass it along. Oh, there's a reason for this.
3: Oh my goodness! Is Smalls, this what I think it is. Pass the scissors if you could.
1: Uh-oh. Oh yes. <laughs> Explain this, Smalls because this is
3: a monumental moment. So it's cold here in New York City, and Uh-oh. we wear our our biggest and warmest coats to work every day, and we place them on a. Uh, a rack outside in the hallway. It's kind coat of like a, a community coat rack. Yeah, um, it looks like a clothing rack, and we don't think twice about it. We put our stuff out there every single day. Oh well, as I just hit a <laughs> mute on my computer. Uh, only you. <laughs> only you. Me. This is actually really difficult to do. But anyway, so I I leave for work one day, and I go outside, and I go to grab my coat. It's not there. Let's just say it launched an investigation, security was called, they thought maybe someone came in and stole my coat because it was a nice coat, and Bristol got involved, they were going to run the tapes to oh, see wow. who took the coat, then all of a sudden I get a call from one Dominique Foxworth, and he says to me, you know how even keel and chilly he is, he's like, yeah. hey, did you wear a black coat to work today? And I was like, I in fact did, yes. Why? I Wait, thought he was going to Before you troll finish, give me. me
1: a favor. Put that down because I think we're showing the address on camera of Dominique. Oh. So maybe maybe don't Definitely do that. Don't yeah, do go that. ahead. Sorry.
3: So, I was like, "Yes, I did. I thought he was going to give me a hard time because it was the talk of the seaport that uh. someone had stolen my coat." And he's like, "Yeah, it's on. It's way back to DC with me." I have wow. it. Wow. Come on. He Neek. goes, I grabbed it because we have the same brand of coat yep. and thought it was mine. Which Ooh. is
1: um, expensive is the brand expensive. of coat they and have. That's, that's well, the not only that,
3: but <laughs> it's I'm thinking
1: very
2: expensive. the logo is an actual dollar <laughs> yeah, sign. It's a dollar <laughs> sign,
3: exactly. But we have it. There it is! There it
1: is.
2: She My got coat the coat. coat but, here's,
1: but here's the weird thing. Coat he cake. decided to mail it back. Now, Wasn't he here yesterday? Yes, he was here before the the the, the coke got back it's here. So
2: why didn't he just
1: bring back? I have it back no with understanding. Him?
3: I don't know, but also Dominic Foxworth is a former NFL player. Why did he grab my coat and think that he could fit in my coat?
2: Nick ain't the biggest guy. (laughs) Nick ain't ain't the biggest guy. Like, he's not Andrew Hawkins small, but he's small. He's not a big guy. Uh, Was there a note in there? Did he
3: leave you a note? I don't think so. I think he just put it in Uh, the box. Oh, you got to write
2: the note. But but, but the logic just doesn't make sense, though. Like, you're literally coming back here. But you have to write the note. He was back here on Tuesday. He was in on Tuesday and then. I just, it just doesn't there's a make lot sense. Of, it's, there's so many well, yeah. parts of this that don't make sense. He,
3: he then, took the
1: wrong jacket. He
3: took the wrong jacket. And he by the way, it. his jacket wasn't even a jacket. It was a vest. A
1: vest. Didn't have sleeves. I don't know. But you got to write the quick note in there. Like, sorry about that, whatever. Write a, a funny one-liner. And He just dumped the code in there and mailed it? Yeah, he
2: balled it up and mm. just threw it in a box. I think you needed yeah. the note.
3: You need the note. Well, we got the coat back. She yeah,
2: you got, got the most back. important thing. Yeah,
3: That's all that matters. And you're
2: going to need it on a day like today when it's 20 degrees outside.
3: I'm very happy to have yeah. it back. So okay. thank you, Dominique.
2: Yes, yeah,
1: so we have our uh, first unboxing of the day.
3: With I the was so
2: coat. disappointed because I thought we had some more <laughs> swag coming from somewhere. Well, you can- I was ready to celebrate. <laughs> Me too. I thought we had something on deck. Me yeah, too. Well, you
1: can send us uh, any of our great ESPN stations out there. We certainly will be proudly uh, displaying your swag as we have all over our desk here. So uh, last night, I- I'm going to say... Bombshell may be strong. An out-of-nowhere stunning announcement happened. Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Falcons? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Of all of the rumors that we have heard, of all the reporting we've heard about Harbaugh to the NFL, we've heard about the Chargers, which they confirmed he interviewed. We heard about the Raiders. Multiple people have said that's us, ties to the organization. We heard Bill Belichick interview with the Atlanta Falcons. That we've heard. Harbaugh interviewing with the Falcons? I was stunned by that.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, is that really where you want to go if you're Jim Harbaugh and you have maximum leverage because you just won a national championship? I, I don't know that that's the place. You don't have a quarterback. The Falcons are picking on the back end of the top 10, so they might be out of the the Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels sweepstakes. So I don't know that that makes a lot of sense on its face, but it, it feels like this is setting up for Jim Harbaugh to try to leverage the University of Michigan for more of what he's looking for in the way of contract negotiations rather than Jim actually having legitimate interest in going to the NFL.
3: I can understand why the Falcons would want to bring him on, obviously. He's uh, an amazing coach. He's proven that he can do it at the NFL level, and he's great with young quarterbacks, and they're probably going to be in the quarterback market. Um, but, yeah, I— but- I was thinking about this this morning. We look at it as a situation where Bill Belichick would be great because he could come in there, they have a lot of pieces, and maybe he could win a lot, especially in that division. Why wouldn't Jim Harbaugh be thinking the same thing? He he might like ownership there. I don't know if it's his number one choice, but if I was Jim Harbaugh, I'd be interviewing for every possible job that I could because I know what I can command there.
1: Can we rewind for one second? Because here's what I'd like to understand. Let's take this on the surface and not read into it any further than, for, the, for right this second, for the question I'm going to ask you. Sure. Here. Um, leverage, game-playing Michigan. The Atlanta Falcons over this week got interviews with Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. CeCe, see, explain what that Falcons have that is attractive to those guys. If we actually believe they're interested in the job, like what do they have that would attract those guys to interview? Well, they have a
2: top 10 defense. They have a really good offensive line. they got really good skill position players. The only thing that they don't have is a quarterback, which is a pretty big piece. <laughs> they have, have good ownership. they got a good team president in Rich McKay. So they're a well-respected franchise.
1: Indoors, it, easier it, division it, maybe. In,
2: in, Indoors, strong fan base, easiest division. So, I mean, yeah, you've got a lot going for you but you don't have a quarterback. And if you're Jim Harbaugh, why do you want to be bothered with that when you already have a job? Like I get it with Bill Belichick, he doesn't have a job. You know the old adage goes, it's easy to get a job when you got a job? Well, Jim Harbaugh's got a job. And it's a job that wants to make him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten and one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football so he can be choosy in terms of the jobs that he's willing to – you know, have interest in if he's willing to make the leap and get back to the NFL. But Atlanta doesn't seem like one of the best jobs that's going to be available during this hiring cycle. It certainly doesn't feel like it's a more prestigious job than being a head coach at the University of Michigan. So I just, again, I don't know that it's it's legitimate interest or it's genuine interest. I think this is Jim Harbaugh trying to leverage the University of Michigan and Ward Manuel, their athletic director, into getting the contract that he's looking for rather than him actually wanting to get back to the league.
3: See, I don't know about that. Even though he's at the very top of the mountain in college football and he's at a job not only that he has emotional ties to, but that has a legacy. That's a a prestigious job no matter who is there at the University of Michigan. It's still the level below the NFL. And I just keep thinking that if he has already won at the collegiate level, the only thing left for him to do is to get back to the Super Bowl and win at this time in the NFL.
2: Well, Nick Saban didn't do that. I mean, he went to the NFL. It didn't work out for him. Went back to college football, and he stayed there and won, what, six more national titles?
3: But there's been all of this smoke around Jim Harbaugh coming back for years now. Then he hires Don Yee this year. It just feels like such a natural time for him to close that chapter in college if he wanted to.
2: But I guess my whole question is, if that's the case – then why continue to negotiate with the University of Michigan?
1: Because, well, so let's update that part of it. So Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, basically reported yesterday that Harbaugh is looking for an immunity deal. That if he gets busted by the NCAA for anything, if he gets in trouble, that he, it's, he's unfireable as a result of that. I don't know how you could be unfireable. It just means you have a guaranteed contract is what he's looking for. That there would be nothing that would offset the guaranteed contract. I took it the way Smalls took it, C.C. in that when he, the moment that I learned last night by the Falcons announcing it, because that's the weird world of the they NFL They have to now. announce it, yeah. I know, it's so weird in that regard. But the moment they announced that, to me, I made, I made up my mind. He's gone, and he wants to be gone, and he wants any job that's going to give him a, what he wants there, and he's not going back to Michigan. Yes, he's still negotiating with Michigan. But
2: why Why negotiate with Michigan? I, I'm confused if you're, if by you're, this. If you're leaving, why negotiate with them? Why even have any conversations?
3: Because then you can choose your own adventure. You, yeah. you can have your best possible options lined up and decide where you want to go.
2: But if you know you're not going back there, what differences make? He has multiple options in the
3: NFL. Because maybe what the, the Chargers or the Falcons were to offer him wouldn't be as sweet to him as an immunity deal back at Michigan. And maybe they haven't offered him. And That's maybe the other they thing. Maybe him. they
1: haven't offered him. Like, right now, it's just interviews, not offers. We haven't yeah, heard about Yeah, but if, offers. Jim, if
3: Jim Harbaugh wants a job
2: in the NFL, he's going to have a job in the NFL. I would,
1: I would think you're 1,000% right about that, but we haven't heard anybody yet say, Adam is going to join us later. Adam Schefter has not reported... The Chargers offered Harbaugh the job. Sure. The Falcons offered, you know, we would uh, Harbaugh the job. We would have thought the moment Arthur Blank ownership of the Falcons meets with Bill Belichick, it would come with we don't need to talk. How much do you want?
2: Don't let him leave. Right. (laughs) So these offers haven't,
1: and the Falcons have gone through the process properly, open-minded, inclusive uh, search here. Yeah. The Chargers, I think, still have work to do in that regard, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. But I thought immediately, when I saw that, I said, if he's interviewing with the Falcons, he wants an NFL job. It's not about the NFL job. It's not about, I'll leave Michigan if I get Justin Herbert. It's, I'll leave Michigan if I get an NFL job that's how I took it last night you took it as negotiation I didn't yeah I mean I mean
2: the fact that he's even entertaining anything that Michigan would have to say considering there are what seven NFL vacancies right now and we might have more by the end of the week I, I just it just doesn't make sense to think that he's not going to have his pick of jobs at the next level if he wants to get back to The NFL. I just look at this as a situation where he is trying to use the NFL to negotiate with Ward Manuel, the AD. And Michigan is in a peculiar spot because they know that there are some NCAA. You know, discipline, some punishments that are coming their way. I I mean, I guess... What, are you
1: not going to give them the immunity, though, for Michigan? You're not going to get better than
2: that, right? But but I guess that's my point, though. If you're Michigan, why mess around with this thing? Agreed. Like, you're not going to do better than Jim Harbaugh. Like, this is a former player at your program. He came back. He restored the luster. You've beat Ohio State three years in a Mm -hmm. row, and you just won a national title, and you've been in a college football playoff the last three years. I, I just... It doesn't make sense not to give him exactly what he wants. NCAA, you know, sanctions, suspensions, be damned. It doesn't matter. Like there there is there is no amount of money that's too much to pay for Jim Harbaugh because of what he means to that program and the level that that program is able to maintain because he's your head coach. Think about it. The profile of Michigan It's completely different for prospective high schoolers and guys that want to transfer with Jim Harbaugh on the sideline versus anybody else. And so if you're Michigan, make him the highest paid coach in the sport. Give him the immunity deal. You're not going to do better than him in the current college football landscape. It just makes sense. And I think that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh is thinking, and that's why he's going to extract maximum value because of the situation he's in right now.
3: But... Why wouldn't he leave, given everything that you just said? If there is more consequences coming down the pipeline, that's a situation that he's going to have to deal with. His value seemingly will never be higher than it is right now. He's coming off a national championship. There's all of these vacancies. He's proven he can do it at the NFL level. And so many of these places where he's interviewing either have a quarterback that need to go to that next level or they're going to bring in a young quarterback, and he's the guy that can really bring them to that next level. I just... I think about it if it was me and I would be worried if I went back to Michigan. If I if I'm him and I go back to Michigan, that's it. Last destination, I'm there until I retire. Yeah. Because what if you go back and your program takes a step back? What, what if you go back and the jobs that you find to be appealing right now in the NFL landscape don't exist when you want to come back? I, I just worry that if I'm him, my value won't be as high if I ever want to make this leap in the future. I,
2: I agree, which is why I think he's dragging this thing out the way that he is. I mean, think about it. The highest paid coach last year was Nick Saban, making a little over $11 million a year. Ryan Day is making 10, 10 and a quarter. Like, if you're Jim Harbaugh, why wouldn't you ask for $14, 15000000 million, knowing that if you forego an opportunity in the NFL now – it's not going to get any sweeter for you later. Like, this is it. This is your last big bite at the apple as a head coach. So it just seems like it makes the most sense. And here's the thing. Whatever sanctions, whatever punishment that the NCAA is going to levy, doesn't matter. He missed six games and his team won the national title this past <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Like, if you want to take away scholarships, cool. We live in an era of NIL. I can give a kid so much money, he can pay his own tuition and be a walk-on. It doesn't matter. Right. So I guess my whole point is this. It's all about setting it up for Michigan to cash him out and give him the value of what that national championship represents for the program and for the school. I think it's more so about that than having something to prove at the next level as an NFL coach. He's already proven he's a good NFL coach. We we'll, know that.
1: We'll continue this conversation. So Harbaugh interviews with the Falcons. That's the big breaking news late last night into this morning. You guys out there at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, look at that. this as leverage or his next step. Is he gone Or is this leverage for Michigan? We'll get your phone calls in coming up. Plus, Harbaugh could go. One future Hall of Famer is staying. We'll get to that next on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Having Canty and Michelle are unsportsmanlike.
5: Mike Tomlin said today he's not going anywhere, so in Pittsburgh it's business as usual.
0: I want to play for Mike T. It was huge in my contract. I don't want to play for anybody other than Mike T. You guys understand and see in the way that I talk about how much I respect and appreciate him. That's my endorsement for him.
1: Well, don't worry about it, Steelers. You're not going to have to play for anybody else but my T, at least next year. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial insur- Insurance keeps your policy within reach. Easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at Progressive.com for more information. Again, Harbaugh interviews with the Falcons. We've been asking you guys the question, what's wrong? I hate this song. Black and yellow. Oh,
2: yeah, well, it's a a raven, I'm sure. It offends my sensibility, Smalls. Black and yellow. yellow. I got my purple purple and black on. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Spinning it forward to the divisional round, but I hate that song. I'm I'm
1: probably the only person on planet Earth that actually enjoys the Lil Wayne Packers remix of it, both of them that he's done. I actually think it's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun and good, Mm -hmm. but uh, sorry about that. Yeah, Javante. You're going to have to deal with uh, Javante on that because he's the one who picks the music, so you guys already have I know what he's doing. It's good
2: for the show, but I just hate the song. Yeah.
1: So, 888-SAY-ESPN on Harbaugh interviewing with the Falcons as to whether or not it's leverage or his next step. But we mentioned, and we'll get your phone calls in on that, we mentioned Mike Tomlin. So much ado about nothing, it seems like, as Tomlin reportedly told his team, like, I don't know where this conversation is coming from. I'm back next year. I guess we're good now?
2: No. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. Like, he's back next year, but he's going into a situation that he's never had before, which is being a lame duck coach. He's in the final year of his contract. So there are obviously question marks about what his long-term future is in Pittsburgh, but there are also question marks around the most important position in all of football, their quarterback spot, which is a disaster, Smalls. They got the worst quarterback situation in the division, and that's saying something because the Cleveland Browns started five different quarterbacks this season. Five different quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, think about that. That team has the worst quarterback situation in the division. You probably have the least talented roster in the AFC North. So if you're Mike Tomlin, if you're going to sign up to continue to coach in Pittsburgh for the foreseeable future, you need some assurances from the organization, from ownership, from the front office that you're going to get things back on track in terms of having talent that's on par with the other teams because you are competing in the best division in all of football. And in order for him to win a playoff game, in order for him to contend at a championship level, they're going to have to do something. Otherwise, Mike Tomlin can threaten coaching free agency in 2025. And that's a whole other can of worms that I'm sure the Rooney family and Omar Khan, the general manager, don't want to open up.
3: Which is why I was surprised that we got the word so quickly yesterday that he was returning. Because usually in situations like this where there's smoke, there's fire. When you're hearing all of these rumors percolating in NFL circles about someone, their desires or their future, usually something comes to fruition, right? And for us to be hearing that maybe Mike Tomlin might want to step away for family reasons, just the grind of this season has Mm -hmm. gotten to him, and then to see his reaction after the loss to Brooke prior statement, not even let her get her question out. I thought maybe he's just not ready to talk about it yet, but maybe this is the end. Maybe he is gonna walk away. And I thought that maybe he would take some time to think about it. And I was a little surprised guys yesterday that we got the word so swiftly after the end of their season that he was in fact returning.
2: Yeah, but he was trying to send a message by walking out as soon as Brooke Pryor asked the question. Mm-hmm which is curious as to why he would do that. Now, my guy Mike Florio brought up this point yesterday, and I think it's a good one. He said that maybe Mike Tomlin is setting the tone for what's to come throughout the offseason and potentially going into the season if they don't have a contract extension worked out. The moment that you ask him the question about his contract and an extension getting worked out, he's going to walk away from the press conference. He's going to walk off the podium and that is going to be the end of it. So maybe he's I guess conditioning the reporters and letting them know this is what it's going to be because I understand that there're going to be so many questions about my future if we don't get a deal done for for the long term. So Again, very different position for Mike Tomlin to be in in terms of not having any guarantees beyond the upcoming season. But if you're him, you have maximum leverage because you are viewed as a top five coach in the sport. Who do we think he wants
1: at the quarterback position? Who is the person he's walking in, he being Mike Tomlin, and saying, listen, this is who I want? Realistic. He's not getting Patrick Mahomes, right? No. So is he saying, guys, I need us to be in the mix for Kirk Cousins. He's a free agent. I understand it's going to cost a lot. You know what I could do with nothing. So you know, even if this costs us a lot and three other positions are weakened as a result of this, you know what I can do with less. I, I am the best coach in the NFL with nothing and something. Very few coaches can do both. Mike Tomlin can. Do we think that's what he's saying? He's, Kirk Cousins is going to be the prize of the free agent market at the quarterback position.
2: I don't know. Is that who you're setting your sights on, Kirk I'm, Cousins? You're
1: I, banking who? it all Tell on Kirk who? Cousins?
3: What about Matthew Stafford?
1: So that's the one that I keep coming back to with a lot of these teams, and I don't think there's any indication right now that the Rams are interested in trading him. I think we'd be ignorant if we ignored the previous reports about the Rams interested in potentially moving on from him, not because they don't love the guy or not appreciative of the guy, but because the contract age and health, and Matt Stafford plays through everything.
3: He's really tough. He would fit in Pittsburgh. He
1: definitely would. Is that the guy? I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's why I'm asking the question. I don't know. the. There has to be someone he's attracted to at that position that's not on the team right now.
2: I mean, could it be? Listen, and I don't think that he's on the market, but Arizona would be interesting with Kyler Murray and what they do with him. Because they do have a top five pick. like I would be curious to see what Arizona ends up doing. He doesn't doing.
1: feel like a stealer to me.
2: Well he doesn't feel like a stealer, but I mean if you think about the quarterbacks that could potentially be available. They've got a new head coach in Jonathan Gannon. Maybe Kyler Murray is not their guy. It's not the greatest of contracts considering the guaranteed money. I don't know why they've said he is but I, they I, have I, said I don't he need is. To. I'm just I'm just throwing yeah, out yeah. I'm throwing out different quarterbacks that could potentially be Pro Bowl caliber players that they could add at that position. Like if you have a franchise quarterback you're not letting him go. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you are willing to trade him, it's because he's at the end of his prime. So, I mean, I, I th- there aren't a whole lot of easy answers when it comes to that position, but Pittsburgh is going to have to take a big swing if you're going to compete in that division. Think about it. Mike Tomlin, when he gets on the field and he looks across against division opponents, he's looking at Joe Burrow, he's looking at Deshaun Watson, he's looking at Lamar Jackson, who's going to win a second MVP in his sixth season. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's what he's contending with. Like, you're not going to have a chance if you're marching out – Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, like as much as they want to give Kenny Pickett an opportunity to see what he can be in year three, I think you have to hedge and you have to try to upgrade at the quarterback spot.
3: Still a question mark, but could it be Justin Fields?
1: Yeah, that one makes more sense to me. That one feels like okay, I could see him in Pittsburgh, big, strong, mm-hmm. you know, running over guys. Cold weather quarterback, saying, you know, in Chicago, play, yeah, Ohio. I mean, I know we went to Georgia, I didn't but Ohio State, obviously, Chicago. That 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 is a perfect fit in my mind way more than any of the other guys. But again, does he think he's going to ride with Justin Fields and potentially win a division there? I, I don't see how you can feel that way.
3: But he's, he showed signs of improvement, especially in the second half of the season. He's he's very athletic. He's got an electric skill set. He's still a question mark. But wouldn't you rather take your chances with Justin Fields rather than the options that you have right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's <laughs> a low bar to clear, and Justin Fields is clearly an upgrade. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields would be – would be a, a decent fit. It's just a matter of what it would cost you to get Justin Fields.
1: All right, coming up, we are going to get your phone calls in on Harbaugh at 888-ESPN, 8 8, plus two MVPs matching up in the NBA last night. But first,
2: CeCe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Joel Embiid and back-to-back 40-point games, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus...
1: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. 8 to shoot Embiid against Aaron Gordon. Embiid rises, shoots it again, it's good. 8 straight for Embiid. Joel Embiid with
1: 38 in
2: the game. Credit goes to those guys. that put me in the best position to succeed, and let trust me. That's a key.
1: Joel Embiid is awesome. We get it. Playing a conference finals. We'll get to the matchup. Wow. Oh no! Wow. We're gonna, oh yeah! Wow. Uh, we will get to the matchup That's between fire. Embiid and Joker last night. We are on Sportsman like presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. Uh, let's get a couple of calls in at eight 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 say ESPN. Again, for those just uh, tuning in, Jim Harbaugh interviewing with an NFL team. Not really breaking news. We know he interviewed with the Chargers. He interviewed with the Falcons. That came out of nowhere. Is that leverage? Or is this maybe his next step? Matt in Atlantic City watching on ESPN2. What's up, Matt?
6: Uh, good morning, Evan, CC, Michelle. So hearing that Horbaugh uh, possibly has an interview with Atlanta, I think it's all smoke and mirrors, honestly. I think it's just leverage for him to stay in the college football realm in Michigan. The two teams that are most intriguing to me, would be the L.A. Chargers, given the fact you have a franchise quarterback and Justin Herbert to build around. The second would be the Washington Commanders, because they're going to be – they have a top five pick in the draft. They're going to be in the Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And an interesting note is they just hired the former GM from the 49ers. If I was him, I would be on the phone with Belichick and Horbob right now to get him to come over to the NFC East. And a side note, you guys are talking about Justin Fields. I think for the right price, he would be absolutely fantastic in Pittsburgh to build around that culture, the cold weather, Mike Tomlin staying, final year on his contract. And one more thing before I hang up. Side note, you guys know I'm a Giants fan. I want to publicly thank – Baker Mayfield for lighting up that Philly defense Monday night. Thank you guys. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Great call. Great great call. call.
1: Matt may not that I'm power ranking callers. He may be the number one caller since we started. He's called the most, gotten through the most and has been every single time brings great points. Mm -hmm. Let's run through this for a second. So, Yes, we all sat here and said, Harbaugh to the Chargers makes sense. Easy path to get a quarterback. Harbaugh to Washington makes sense. Easy path to get a quarterback. Adam Peters, their general manager, was in New England a long time ago with Belichick, and he um, was in San Francisco, but not at the same time as Harbaugh. So there's, to my knowledge, no immediate connection there, just to put that out there. But I think overall, when you look at this you could certainly say it's leverage, but again, Smalls and I take it the same way. Cece looks at it differently. I'm taking this as this man wants an NFL job. He d- any NFL job,
2: any NFL job. Any. If you're going to Carolina. Come on, man! If they need, if you they need whatever, any job. I, I think like what, he can, he can I'm telling you that's how I feel so, right he now. He can be he can be selective because of how in demand he is. Right. I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. He's proven it at every step: San Diego, Stanford, San Francisco, now Michigan. Like he's proven it at every step at every level. He's a good coach. He, he doesn't have to take a terrible job. I agree. And there are terrible jobs that are out there. Now, I mean, we would argue or debate what are the best available jobs. I think we we're anticipating that there are potential openings that could happen this week so i don't know that jim needs to be in a hurry but i I, yeah i I just look at it as leverage to get more of what he's looking for in the way of a contract from michigan as opposed to him actually wanting to take the leap and go back to the league
1: if we tomorrow came in here and we had a report or not a report it's by the team issued statement that he interviewed for carolina i would now not be surprised because I thought what you just said previously, I thought he was going to be selective and only interview for the obvious jobs. Okay. The Chargers, Washington makes sense. There's an easy path to a quarterback. If Philly or Dallas opened, I thought he was only interviewing for the obvious jobs. Atlanta and Jim Harbaugh not an obvious fit. No. So now I'm, now I'm going to sit there and say if he, if he interviewed in Carolina, I'd believe it.
3: But why is it not an obvious fit? There's no quarterback. Exactly, but he's the guy that you would want there when you're bringing in that new quarterback to help develop him, and he's not a guy like Bill Belichick that we're saying is going to be there two maybe 3 years. No, he's sixty if, years old. Yeah. If you bring in Jim Harbaugh, he's going to hopefully be there for a while. So he to me is a great fit in Atlanta. They have a lot of pieces in place and he's the guy that can develop your future franchise quarterback.
1: Jim in Buffalo watching on ESPN2 where their college coach by the way went to be an assistant at Alabama. Kalen DeBoer is getting all these mid-major college head coaches to come be assistants in Alabama right now. What's up, Jim?
6: Hey, uh, you know, why would Harbaugh answer a question that's not been asked yet? It's all leverage. He's got he's got the the, di- the dining, dining room table is open, waiting for people to put a plate out in front of him to eat from. You know, he doesn't need to answer any questions. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't he'll, he'll exactly understand. What do, you, what
1: do you mean he doesn't need to answer questions? Explain what you mean by that.
6: Nobody's made a job
1: offer yet. Well, that that's the other thing. And thanks yeah. for the call. To our knowledge, w- maybe he's sitting there saying, "I can't stop interviewing because the offer I want from Michigan hasn't come yet. The sure. immunity offer. Mm-hmm. I don't have an offer from the Chargers. So right now, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, going back to Michigan on the current contract is not that attractive to me.
2: Yeah, but you have. To, yeah, and, and in order to get Seriously. the current, in order to get the contract that you're looking for from them. Or or, or it get the situation that you're looking for. You, you flirt. have to you have to keep everything on the table. Everything has mm-hmm. to be an option in order to leverage appropriately um the the situation that you want the most in order to extract maximum value, you're going to have to engage in these interviews. And this is something that Jim Harbaugh has done the last two hiring cycles, and this one is no different. So I, I think this is all about Harbaugh angling to go back to Michigan. And I'll say this the reason that I think he stays in college is because of how things ended in the NFL. He lost a power struggle in San Francisco with their then general manager, Trent Baalke, who's down in Jacksonville, right? Like if you go back to the NFL, you are beholden to an owner and or a general manager at Michigan. He is the football czar. He answers to no one. Like he is the most powerful figure in the state of Michigan. You know what I mean? So I, don't, I just, to give all of that up, for one of the current coaching vacancies in the NFL it just it just doesn't fit the math doesn't math to me
3: But now he's returning to the NFL with a different level of cachet. He's a national champion, and he's going to places that are more desperate for his services. So I think he could command a different level of power wherever he's going. And I I don't blame him for swiping right and and interviewing with all these teams until he finds the one. Like, stay in the game until you find the exact perfect Mm -hmm. job for you. If the Chargers have interviewed him and they let him go without trying to lock it down or offering him that's bonkers to me yeah. if, if you have first crack at this guy and you know what he could do for your organization and you don't offer him right away after that conversation or at least give him a, an offer that's so enticing he would really have to consider turning anything else down because what you've given him is so great then what are they doing in LA
2: I will say this that that is the job that would surprise me the most if that he, he would take? If he, it, it, really? If he had, no, not that he would take it. Oh, okay. It would surprise me if they offer it to him because of what it's going to cost him. Oh. That is a notoriously cheap franchise. They just franchise. fault. Yeah. Just uh, get out. Leave. What, 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 the Chargers. I'm yeah, saying yeah, leave. Yeah, just leave. Yeah, just yeah, just well, end you, it. Well, you can say that, but I mean, they're, they're going to have to pay this guy. And Jim Harbaugh wants to 18, coach your team. 18, and- 18, are you, are you, do you think the Spanos family is going to pay Jim Harbaugh $18, $19 million dollars a year? I, I, so. I am skeptical. I am scared It could happen, right. but I would be floored if it does. They
1: better. If he wants that job, they better. Now, by the way, we talked for a second Well, he there. interviewed for it. No, I, I, I don't he understand. for it. So the Chargers let Harbaugh walk, and the Falcons let Belichick walk. What are we doing here exactly? I, I don't understand what's going on. By the way, we talked about uh, the matchup last night in the NBA. I just want to point something out here with this. The Sixers and the Nuggets. Give the Sixers credit. They win 126-121. Uh, it was the game of the night in the NBA. Embiid at 41 in this game. Jokic at 25. A- am I supposed to care? <laughs> and Embi- no, no, I, I I love the NBA. You guys know I would talk Wait. about NBA 24-7. I love it. It's not about that. It's if we're going to take the Cowboys approach of wake me up in the playoffs, yeah. the Bills, cool, you beat the Chiefs in the regular season, beat them Sunday, which they may. I'm not saying they're not going to. I, I don't care if Joel Embiid gets big regular season wins and the Sixers get big regular season wins. It's a compliment to him. Joel You're an MVP. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're going to go down as one of the great players to ever play this sport. Can you get to a conference finals? I don't care that you beat the Nuggets in the regular season. I'm sorry. This feels a
2: little bit different, though, with this Sixers team, though. This feels a little bit different. They got Nick Nurse, an actual coach that's won a title in recent memory, not Doc Rivers. Tyrese Maxey is playing at an all-star level. Like, I mean, this is a different feel around this Sixers team. We
1: didn't say that about the Cowboys?
3: Yeah, we... (laughs) Well, I'm, here's, McCarthy's here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. McCarthy
2: is still his head coach, right? Like McCarthy, And I, I, I was skeptical of the Cowboys coming into this year because of McCarthy with the game management issues and all of that stuff. Still one of the most penalized teams in the NFL over the last three years. Like there, there were legitimate reasons to be skeptical about the Cowboys being able to win when it starts to come to championship time. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist with Philadelphia, but I am saying this feels a little bit different when you watch this team. And last night would have been an opportunity for them to fold. Second night of a back-to-back. Embiid had a huge game against the Houston Rockets on Monday. Like, you you would think, okay, if there's going to be a little bit of a letdown, a team that has championship pedigree rolling in, in the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, you could understand how they could be on the losing side of it. And they weren't. They, they dominated that game in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Nuggets 27-17. to 17. Like, to me, when you show in those moments that you have that extra gear – where you can compete and beat a team that has championship aspirations, I feel good about that in terms of Philadelphia having something that they can draw confidence from once we get to the postseason.
3: It's a good data point, but do it in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah exactly
1: like you could feel better about the Sixers and you have every right to I don't know that Joel Embiid is going to be healthy in the playoffs because unfortunately and I'm not anti Joel Embiid at all he gets hurt a lot in the postseason now many of them are freakish injuries right these are not just like wear and tear injuries like something knocks into him a head whatever it is like concussion stuff right from a couple of years ago if I'm not mistaken so okay you had, a, you had a great win do it in the playoffs like the Cowboys like the Bills like we've said about other teams in sports Coming tough up. crowd tough crowd
3: Good win. Yeah.
1: Tough crowd.
2: Nice little win. Nice I mean, little win. 18 straight games over 30 points. Nice little win. Yeah.
1: you got to play 65 to win the MVP, by the way, and he's going to have to play a lot of games the rest of the way to win that MVP, he being Joel Embiid. Coming up, we do it each and every week, our ESPN Power Rankings in honor of someone who recently retired from the NFL. Next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance.
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
6: Unsportsmanlike
0: This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman
6: Unsportsmanlike
2: I think buffets are disgusting They're so espe- Especially knowing all of the germs And knowing that people aren't necessarily the most hygienic People picking over all of the different food And then I'm supposed to eat that I think buffets are disgusting
1: There's always going to be something undercooked When was the last time you went to a buffet Where something wasn't undercooked in some way Because you're trying to make it as, quickly, as quick as possible You could have stopped it with When's the last time you've been to a buffet? Fortune Life presented by Progressive Insurance. Aloha, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Well, each and every week, we do our ESPN Power Rankings. No, 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 not of teams, not of players, but of people at ESPN. And we pick a different topic to rank, and we try not to pick people that we've already picked for our different rankings. So, so far, we've done... ESPN personalities you'd want to go out with at night, dinner, bar, club, whatever it may be. We've done mm-hmm. ESPN personalities in honor of the big suite at the national championship game with MJ, Derry Jeter, Travis Scott, and Stephen A. Smith that you'd want to be in a uh, luxury suite at a game concert, whatever with. Well, in honor of Jason Kelsey retiring yesterday, a massive great James Harden like beard for Jason Kelsey, we figured we would do the top three for each of us. ESPN beards. Of all time. Smalls, kick us off.
3: Okay, coming in at number three on the list of best beards at ESPN. I'm going to go with Marty Smith. Good one. Marty Smith, the beard and the hair, it just all flows together so so nicely. Phenomenal. They complement one another exquisitely. Marty Smith coming in number three best beard at ESPN. Number two. We know him, we love him. It's our guy, Chris Canty. Hey! Chris Canty really takes care of his beard. He goes and he gets it trimmed up all the time. I see him putting the oils in there in the morning. He's brushing it out. Shout up. out
2: to Anita, our the, stylist. Yeah. It,
3: it always looks well, Cece. You always look Thank really you. put together. And the beard frames your face very nicely. I Thank will you. say,
1: Cece mentioned um, the other day about an old an old clip he was a part of. I think it was Kimmel or something. And I did a YouTube search for Cece and I was watching old CC videos. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> the, no, but the the beard used to be different. This is an evolution of the beard, right? Yes, the beard used is... to be much tighter on your skin than it is currently. Yes, yes. Right. I just wanted to evolved. point out yes. the evolution of the CC beard. Yes. Third one. His, his
3: beard looks expensive. Like, you know that there's good oils in that beard. Um, but I'm sorry, my friend, you couldn't be number one. Because the best beard at ESPN is Kendrick Perkins. No it, doubt. It is lush. It is full. It is a statement piece. Kendrick Perkins is the beard. That beard is Kendrick Perkins. So he has to be number one on the list.
1: Well, then let's carry the hell on. Uh, CC, <laughs> go ahead. Or do you want me to go? I want you to go. Go okay. ahead. I'll give you the answer. All right. Uh, top three beards. Um, have you seen the caddy Michael Collins beard? Yes, it's yes. very good. I mean, that is an all-time beard. He leans into that beard. So he's number three on the list. Number two on the list. He's a hockey guy, and he looks like a hockey guy. John Bucci has that mm. beard. Buchi
2: Bucci has that
1: beard that you look at and say, like, oh, hockey guy. Like, yeah, he's leaning into that. But the number one beard of all time at ESPN, by far, is an icon at ESPN. When Bob Lee grew the beard, forget <laughs> it. The Bob Lee beard was studious. Yeah, you figured like there's a fire in the background. No, no, that... no,
5: no, 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 no,
1: no, no. Because you know? Bob,
5: Bob's not here. You can't take someone who's not here. Like, yeah, yeah, and, no, that's a, that's yeah, a violation. Bob you always no, do, do this it. with this. You always try to skirt the rules on this. No, stuff. I'm not. Let's stick to it. Yes, the first time we did it, you named like ten people you would want to hang out with. To, <laughs> then you finally got your, your to your three. Like, no, yeah. like it has to be. But it's Bob Lee
1: when you're talking about ESPN. Yeah, great
5: beards, Bob. I hope you're enjoying a retirement.
2: (laughs) There's
1: nothing that Bob Lee currently does for ESPN in any way, shape, or form? Uh, No. Okay. All right, then I'll pick a guy that I just saw um, from a distance in the hallway who's with us every single week. I'll pick Jeff Saturday.
3: He was on my list. Salt and pepper. (laughs) Ah, you can't take mine.
1: (laughs) Well, then yell at them. Ah, you You, can't take mine. Yell at them. They told me I couldn't take Bob Lee. How can I not take Bob Lee? I don't understand it. There's my three. All right, Jeff Saturday,
2: Michael Collins. How you gonna take my? Now I'm, I'm one and short. Bougie. I'm one short. Well, I have, I know. can pass
3: you one on yeah, my hair. list. All all right, right, look all right. at mine. For I got a action. great okay. one if you I, wanted I, to. I got
2: all right. So I got to. I need this. that back when you're done, though. By the way. <laughs> okay. So I have something on the other all side. All right. So here's where I got to go, and and this is this is with all respect, and I know I've already used this person, but I got to do it again because I don't want to be disrespectful to him. My former teammate Barky Spears. Good man. Swagood. Like, let's see if Nuno Nuno yells at you, like yeah. I mean,
5: (laughs) come on. We're gonna do this. uh, He's been on the list. We've said we've started this, and Evan said you can't use someone who's been on the list. We have great options that. Okay, all right, all right,
2: all right. Fine then. I'll go with. One of our SEC's finest. Let's go with Roman Harper. Thank you. Roman Harper, guy, yes. outstanding beard. He's got the salt and pepper going on. Love that. He does a great job with our college football coverage. He's always well put together, too. Like, like the suit-tie combination, mm-hmm. it perfectly frames everything. But the beard is clearly the centerpiece of the swag for Roman Harper. So shout out to Roman Harper. Next on my list, another guy that has an outstanding beard. Does a really good job. Kevin Blackstone. Kevin Blackstone from around the Horn. Kevin Blackstone's beard is just next level. Like, I mean, it's just like one of those beards. It's like, man, how can I get my beard game to be at that level at all times? It is absolutely. Oh, yeah, he does have a good beard. Right? I've seen him on
1: TV a bunch, obviously, on Around the Horn, but I'm looking at, like, the Google images of his beard. Excellent beard.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, and then for my final pick. I'm gonna go with another athlete of NBA fame, Carlos Boozer. How about Carlos Boozer? There's no?
5: like some PDs and all that involved in that one. Was Isn't Robert
2: enough? Sala not available for you? Wow. Well, I mean, <sighs> the, I like it. The, the beard looks good, though, right? I think so. Carlos Boozer's beard. Are we are we no, anti Carlos Boozer?
3: No. He's got bro. one of the
1: great stories in the history of storytelling. We're talking about when Prince rented his house. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, that's
2: great. That's phenomenal. Basically
1: (laughs) turned his house into what you would think Prince turned his house into. Yeah, Purple Rain, yeah. Yeah. And Carlos Boozer, I guess, had somebody go back there to check in on the house, calls him and says, you may have an issue here. He gets in touch with Prince. Prince changes it back as if it never happened like in a day. It's amazing. It's one of the great stories of all time. I didn't do justice to the story, but yeah,
2: so, so there we go. So there, there's my list. How about that? All right, I'm going Carlos Boozer. I'm going Kevin Blackestone, and I'm going Roman, Roman Harper. Harper.
1: So let me, uh, let me just ask Nuno and Pat because you guys said, thank you, CJ. Uh, you guys said that we missed someone. Did we ultimately pick the person for ESPN Power Rankings every single week in honor of Jason Kelsey retiring? We're picking ESPN beards. Is there someone we missed?
0: Uh, I think Joe Tessitore's got a great beard. I thought about Joe, Joe Tess. Joe Test is a good one. And, I
2: thought about and Joe Test. And as Pat
5: said, also Greeny, when he grows it, it nice. but, but, but here,
2: here's my problem. Can I say this greeny about Joe, Joe Testator's beard? Here's my problem with it. It doesn't come up high enough on his face. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like... See, I think when you're picking somebody with
1: a beard, you have to imagine their face and think about them with the beard. I don't do that with Joe Tess. Yeah,
2: because he keeps it it relatively low in comparison to the other people that we talk about. Uh, And it doesn't come up very high on his face. Like, I think one of the telltales about a beard is, does it come up on the cheek line? Like, is it right there? Is it hugging the cheek line properly? Because <laughs> if it's not, I can't give you credit for it. Is it carving? Nobody the likes the chin strap beard, Smalls, that's we not in have- anymore. It's a surprise uh-huh. that no one took Greenie.
3: He was on my list. I didn't know if I was going to go first, second, third. Greeny was on the big board for sure.
1: I don't think when you think of greenie you think beard, though. That's the thing. No,
0: I don't either. Right, that you have to think of beard when you think of the person. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.